old school versus new school. Sometimes we see it in poker. Sometimes we see it in life. <laughs> well, this time we're not really going to see it in anything because we kind of have more new school versus new school because it's a hand with Patrick Antonius versus Timothy Adams. I guess you could sort of argue Patrick's a little bit old school at this point. He's been around for a while, but not really. Come on. Doyle's old school. Don't you think? TJ Cloutier's old school. Everyone's with me on this. Anyway, we have a cash game hand from, I don't even know, somewhere in England, but it's a 100, 200 euro buy-in. And Timothy Adams is deciding this is the time. He's going to make a stand against Patrick Antonius. He's going to show him something. He's going to try and bluff his shoes off. Is it a good idea? We're going to find out right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I take issue with a couple things you said. (laughs) I can't imagine what any of them could ever be. Go. In the same sentence said, somewhere in England, I don't know, they're using euros or something like that. They use (laughs) pounds. They use pounds in England. (laughs) Good point. So it's a different different Europe area. Excellent. Yeah. Two, Timothy Adams and Patrick Antonius have very overlapping poker careers. Like, Timothy Adams has been around for at least a decade playing poker. Yeah, he has. Patrick Antonius, though, I remember him making a WPT final table in like 2004. 2005. Yeah, he's probably been around since like abro- around then. Yeah. Yeah. So old school. <laughs> I mean, it's like they're both old school. The old, old school, new school di- distinction is no yeah. longer really that relevant. All the old school guys they're basically dead. besides Negranu are no longer playing in stakes that you would see on TV. Negranu and maybe a little Doyle, right? I don't know if Doyle yeah. still actually Doyle just got old, but like because like physically it's hard for him to do it. But yeah, he could still do it. And he was doing it. Right? right. Right. But besides those two guys, Phil Ivy, Phil Ivy. Yeah, sure. Is that it? That may be it. Right. It may be it. And Phil Ivey is barely old school. I mean, Antonio, does he count as old? No, he's more new school. I don't know. If, he was if like those, the young kid coming up. If but. those guys count, if Negranu and, and Ivey yeah. count, then Antonio as Faniari counts. Those, are, those guys are the same generation. Okay. Well, then, okay. So we got Antonio also, but, but not like, too many. But now they're middle school, right? Because like, there's like, then there's like another probably two crops since them then of like different thought process type players. I suppose, yeah. The thing that's different, though, is the what, back when we were originally saying old school versus new school, we meant like whatever, the field players, the guys who didn't know the math, basically, right, or care about the yeah. math, or didn't know much, didn't know the deeper math, and uh, versus the guys who really studied technically and played a million hands because of online. Right. right. And that was, the, that was the big distinction. Since then, though, we've really had this, like, like Antonio is technically old school, I guess, and he's one of the few guys who made it from that era, I suppose, out. But, like, if you had a willingness to learn and you were playing online, like, you could make it just yeah, fine, I agree. right? I agree. And Patrick, Patrick and Timothy Adams have been around for a really long time at this point for poker to be, like, really good and be on top. They, they still are. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm just in my head trying to, like, currently figure out how many generations of poker there have been since, like, the old school to new school distinction happened. You know, there's, like, the Antonio Negreanu era. Then there's, like, the Mike McDonald era with him and his ilk. And yeah. now we're in, like, the era of, like... Fedor Bonomo type era. Like there was basically like the old, the age of feel, the age of aggression, and then the age of like meth. Meth? Is that, is that fair to say? Meth. A- no, meth, meth. Like like drugs. Yeah, drugs. Like because that helps you play better poker, obviously. Yeah. Why do you think Fedor was on that big run? It's, I, I, I've, I've met Fedor Holtz and he definitely is, you know, in private. I'll admit he said this is, don't tell wow. anyone. What? Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, that he used meth as a, uh, 
as a sort of a performance enhancing. It's a drug. really weird lie to say on a public forum yeah. about a guy that's like disparaging to him. And you, really, I mean, I've never even really met, shouldn't do that. I've never met him, and yeah. I'm obviously kidding. Come yeah, on. it's so it's such a ridiculous thing to say. It can't be true. Come well, we know Mike Matisau did it, so it doesn't mean it's impossible. Right, Mike Matisau, who just yeah. ran over the poker world for his whole career. He didn't do that. That's true. That's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Matisau <laughs> was never very good. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway, we have two players who are good at poker. How about that? With uh, okay. Patrick Antonius and Timothy Adams. I don't think I've ever seen Timothy Adams in a cash game before. Always just in like super high roller fields. Yeah, that sounds right. High roller or super high roller fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if I've seen him on just normal like 5K or 10K fields nope. before. Oh, I remember. Well, I remember seeing him at the World Series. He was playing with our friend Robbie, actually. Oh, was he? Yeah. What event? You know, it was like five years ago. Oh, okay. So it was like it was, uh, it was $1, a, some fifteen hundred dollars, some fifteen hundred dollar event. Yeah. So I guess he plays all that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's the World Series. They're all playing all that. At least stuff. he used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Antonius, you mostly see on cash games these days. And pretty much all days. Although he did have some WPT success back in the day, as you were saying. Sure. I mean, we saw him not too long ago in the uh, was it the PCA two years ago when he yeah, was like he blowing had, like, the bubble a and stuff like that. Deep run. Remember when he's like, I don't want to bust anyone on the bubble. Yeah. He just kept saying every single hand because he raised every single hand. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty powerful. <laughs> it worked. I mean, that's a that's a try to, uh, tactic you can use at the World Series last year in the three K big blind Annie, The guy who had all the chips at my table on the bubble. The the min cash was forty five hundred, and he kept being like he kept raising, be like, "Wow, forty five hundred dollars! You can buy a car for that. It's incredible how much you can get for forty five hundred dollars." Like every time he raised, he would do that. He was doing it really blatantly. It was funny where he would just like look at the table, do a little math, and say like, "How much money am I going to make this orbit? Oh, twenty two thousand chips. Awesome! I'm going to make twenty two thousand really? this orbit. Yeah." And he would literally ship every hand. Wow, and everyone folded every time. Yeah, I around. would have called him with like anything reasonable. Well, just just since we're talking about this for a second, what? How deep were you, and what what do you consider reasonable based on? I that? was like eighteen to twenty two blinds oh, okay. for most of it. So, so what like, do you consider reasonable? Um, if I was late position, if it was like late yeah. position, I probably would have called him with king ten, king jack type hands. It would have yeah. been a scary moment, but you know, yeah. kind of have to do it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Well, how would you approach that? Um, I was thinking when you're saying late position, I was thinking king queen, king queen. Um, yeah, there is the problem, of course, of the people behind you, even if you're in late position. So, yeah. like, King 10, King Jack, I just want to have, like, I hate to have someone wake up with Jackson with, like, 12 blinds and feel just like, fuck it. Although they're probably going to fold. Right. And Maybe I, not. I, I did have, I was not in the best position. I was directly on his left. So, like, I didn't have right. the opportunity to, like, see what happened first. So, you, yeah, that, that does suck for you. Yeah. You basically need to be, yeah. So, you're just like, wait for late position and hope to pick up something yeah. or just hope to get an actual hand. Right. What's the worst pocket pair if you're in uh, early ish position? If I'm an early-ish, if he's like ships in like plus one and I'm plus two. Yeah, that's great. That's a tough question. I know. It's like it is a $4,500 bubble is not meaningless. And There we go. Yeah, there it is. And I, I do have 18 to tw- or 20 blinds. And you, know? you have the whole table behind you. Maybe nines. I was going to say tens you have to go with, yeah. right? Nines, I think nine, nines is the first thing I came up with. I'm like, maybe you can fold nines. You have to go with tens. Tens are just a hand you cannot fold. Yeah. Um, Ace jack suited, I think you have to throw away, but ace queen you can't fold. Yeah, maybe so. So I mean, that's pretty effective. Like well, you, effective you against, see what he's doing, and still you have to do it. Well, it's effective in the specific scenario where I'm the guy in his direct left. Yeah, of and course. It's early position. Like if I'm the guy in his direct right, and he shoves from under of the course. gun, and I'm in the big blind, my calling range widens significantly. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, no, being on his direct right is so much easier because anytime you have a reasonable hand, you can open. He's probably just going to fold. Yeah. You know, like you take away his initiative. Right. Like you can never do that. You actually have to have something because yeah. he's moving in every time. Yeah. I yeah. never got an opportunity. Yep. Oh, well. Anyway. Oh, well. Uh, so this is a cash game, not even a tournament. Just no. Randomly. We were yes. talking about that Antonius bubble abuse thing. 
And uh, it's good to see Patrick still playing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, he's one of the fun ones. This is a 100-200 euro game. And uh, Antonius, I think it started as a 100-100 euro game and something happened. Like, they agreed on something because in the description on YouTube, it says 100-100. And Antonius only has 21.2k in front of him, which seems like he would have more. Yeah, that does seem weird. Yeah. But either way, this was suggested by Ben Page. Oh, there he is. Benjamin Page. He's the guy. Suggests the hands. Everyone else wakes up each morning thinking, how can I be more like Ben Page? Yeah. What, can, what do I have to do to get a little bit closer to Ben Page? Not, not like relationship-wise, just, you know, like in the eyes of the poker guys. <laughs> right. Right. It's what tough. do I have it's to like, do today? It's, it's all of these things that you just can't see, all the minute details. You know? There's a subtlety and a nuance to this stuff that, I mean, it's years. It's years, years go into it. I mean, which hand are you brushing your teeth with? It's probably the wrong hand. Ben Page <laughs> is probably doing the other hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Ben Page, of course, included a YouTube link and a timestamp because he knows what he's doing. You got to do that if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown and have any chance of it getting on the show. True that. Word up. All right, let's get to it. Get. 100-200, Antonius with 21.2K in front of him. I feel like this is like an eight-handed table. I didn't really count, but it had the vibe, you know? <laughs> I didn't feel like there were nine players there. Okay, I don't know. He's under the gun. He opens to 600 with Ace of Hearts, Jack of Spades, mm-hmm. which is, you know, more of an eight-handed under the gun open it is. than 900. It absolutely is. But Antonius might be pretty loose with his opens. I, you know, he was on high-stakes poker back in the day. Of course, things have changed since then. But mm-hmm. uh, folds around to Timothy Adams, who is the tournament crusher. And he's got 33.7K in front of him. And he's in the cutoff. And I guess Antonius has been opening a lot because he's going to decide to three-bet the under-the-gun range with four or five of hearts. Mm-hmm. Make it 2K. Yeah. What do you think about this hand, choosing this hand to do this with? I think it's fine. Um, I would guess Antonius is probably playing a large amount of hands, not just because Timothy Adams is doing this, but because Patrick is playing it, which probably feels like low stakes for him and probably plays a million hands at every stake level, even if it's high stakes, right? Yeah. Like, he's just the guy, who, he's one of those guys who does that. You know, him and Tom Dwan had so many battles and they were had to play a really similar style, right? Tom Dwan probably a little crazier, but both of them really willing to put in a huge amount of chips and play a huge amount of hands. Um so I think this is a pretty good three betting hand, although it doesn't have a block or anything like that, but it plays well in that you have position, um, you isolate Patrick's wider range than normal anyway. Uh, when you hit, he can't see it. When you miss, there's the board is often favorable to your range, even though not your hand. Um, and often you're just going to take it down right now. So I, I, I don't like know. It. I don't know how often you're going to take it down against his under the well, gun range. I know he has a wider range, but he is under the gun. I mean, this is a hand you sh- it should work against. Now, the fact that it's a breakdown means it may not work. It's not going to work. But you would think that this is a hand Patrick would fold. I would think this would be the bottom of his, the top of his folding range. Yeah, but it's not. Antonius ends up calling, yeah. and this is probably because he's well aware of how people who are thinking players react to his wide ranges and feels like he has to adjust accordingly, and part of that adjustment is having a wider calling of three bets. I mean, it may also just be that his ranges are wide enough under the gun that ace-jack is just a call against most players. You know, any, anyone who's reasonable, anyway. Yeah. Not, not the super tight guys, but everybody else, you know. Yeah, Antonius feels to me like one of those guys whose ranges would be heavily criticized by predominant GTO players today, mm-hmm. but feels like he can make up for it with his post-flop acumen it seems like it which which may be may be accurate mm-hmm. and maybe actually plus ev to play more hands just because he's like so good he seems to make so many good decisions just thinking yeah. back through all the years of like all the plays he made some work some didn't but it's it's hard to find plays where you feel like wow that was a terrible play by patrick 
<laughs> like, yeah. boy, did Patrick screw that up. Sometimes like, well, Patrick went for it and it didn't work. But that's yeah. different than Patrick's really messed that one up. Like, it always feels like he's been on like the forefront of like, what's up? <laughs> yes, the forefront of what's Everyone up. Everyone knows what that means. I get it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Antonio's calls. He's going to call. So he's going to be out of position two with three bet with ace jack off. I do not recommend trying this at home, especially when you open under the gun with this hand. But he's Patrick. I'm, I can't kill him for it. I just no. can't. Refuse to. Pot's 4.5K, which means either it's 100 or 200 with a ante of 200 or something like that's going on in order to make it this size. Sounds like it's a big blind ante of 200. Adam, I don't know if I even said, but Adam's 3 about to 2,000. I think yeah. I said the amount. I, I don't know if you do either. That makes perfect sense, though, if it's 100, 200 with a 200 big blind ante. Yeah. That or button ante or whatever. That would make Antonio's pretty short for the game. Uh, Adam's not that deep either. Yeah. But like you said, maybe they recently upped it from yeah. 100, 100. Anyway, here we are. Flop is going to be a good one for Antonius. Ace of diamonds, king of spades, king of clubs. Yeah. It's like, uh, I hope he doesn't bet three streets spot. Right. You know, the turn ain't going to be fun, but we probably can't fold on the turn if he goes bet, bet. Right. I mean, it just seems like too loose too much of the time. Like it's ace, 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 king. And like, I guess he could have like king, queen suited or something like that, or just king, queen that he three bet. But like, that's pretty much it. Right. Everything else is fine. So, well, yeah, we don't know how many kings Adams has because we see he has four or five of hearts. He could have like... Oh, no, he could, but he may not bet all of them on the turn. Oh, yeah. Before we get to that, though, we got to talk about something near and dear to Jonathan's heart and my brain. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. I was going to say something different. What were you going to say? My lungs. Near and dear to my heart. And close to my brain. Sometimes. I mean, we're in the same room, aren't we? Uh, Closer to your brain than it is the, you know, the Washington Monument. Currently, currently, but there have been times, many times, when it's been closer to the Washington Monument than to my brain. That's true, but oh, I didn't know. Or what are you talking about? All times, I never even heard of nitrogen sports like three years ago, and that was your fault. <laughs> yes, it was actually. And actually, now, I, and I had heard of them three. And years now ago. you have all been enlightened. Welcome to the fold. Doesn't it feel good? You're basically levitating right now because you know about nitrogen sports poker room and their Bitcoin only nature, Jonathan. Yes, which, which is important because it speeds things up, Grant. It does. And you know, the makes, ones the ones we want to speed up are the withdrawals. You know, that's that, what we want to do. But you know what, deposits is important too. When you're ready to play sure. and you don't have any money on there, it's nice to get it on right away. It's and nice. You do. It's nice, but most sites offer that. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's, that's true. The same point, but Nitrogen offers something that other sites don't, which is 90 minute withdrawal times. Just absurd. You know, in the biz, we call that a competitive advantage. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's an advantage competitively. And you should take advantage of that. And uh, maybe you'll want to cash out after you win our monthly tournament. Yes. (laughs) That's, of course, a tournament that happens at the end of every month. It's Poker Guys only, so you got to use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen to be able to have access to that tournament and see it and things like that. But then it's awesome because they guarantee a 1,000 buy-ins Every single time, Grant, I don't know why, it's amazing. We get like between 80 and 90 players max, something yeah. like that, which means there's this massive overlay, all this extra money's out there for everyone to just have and take. It's incredible. The price pool's way bigger than it's supposed to be. It's also super cheap. It's a tenth of a millibit to play, which these days is like 80 cents. You should never speculate on the price of Bitcoin when the podcast isn't coming out for months. That's true. It's, right now, it's probably like four bucks. I hope it is. That yeah. would be amazing. Um <laughs> Please be four dollars, <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever it is, uh, it's it's an incredible deal. It is, as Grant likes to say, the best iterated value in poker. No, that's what you like to. And say. what what do you call that, Grant? What is that called? I'm the, not going to the do BIVIP. 
That's it's the you, pivot. You like saying that. I don't Everyone care for. I don't it. care for it. But you can say it anyway. But I don't want to. <laughs> Why would I say it? Because it's. It makes the it makes the ears ring. No, it doesn't. Bivip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> use the link in the description. Let's get back to the hand. Okay, okay. So we've got the three bet pot. We've got an ace king king flop. Antonio sitting there with ace jack. Timothy Adams with four or five of hearts. There's not even a heart on the board. Mm. Pretty brutal board for the four or five of hearts here. Yeah. Antonio's checks as Adams feels like an obligatory bet on this board. hundred percent. Got to bet this board. Yeah. Um, Adams does something kind of cool. He bets 1000 into 4.5 K. I like it. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, you are going to follow out some of Patrick's holdings right now. Not a ton of them, but some of them. I mean, all like the suited connector stuff that's, that's you know, like 9, 10 and yeah. worse are all going to fold. That's cool. Yeah. He's going to call with any gut shot. Oh, yeah. Jack 10, Queen 10, Queen yeah. Jack he's calling with. What's he doing with two sevens? I think he's probably folding that. But that's I, pretty great. Yeah. If he's folding that, that's pretty good. Um, he may just feel like he has to fold it. Like, he may call once because it's so cheap. Yeah. But he may just be like, eh. Um, and you got to believe for Adams, this is usually not just a single street plan, right? When you've got five high and you three bet Patrick's under the gun yeah. range on this board and you bet a thousand on this board, right? You're thinking he's going to call with a lot of things. That I'm going to have to bluff him off of later. Probably the thing that sucks as, uh, as Adams is if, if we're assuming more traditional three betting ranges here, mm-hmm. Patrick has more Kings in his range than Adams has. Adams just has ace King and King King from a traditional perspective. Uh, and now, since we see that Patrick called with ace jack off, we can assume that Patrick's calling with. Do we think he's calling with king queen off? I don't know. I, th- I feel like he's calling with king jack suited, though. Me too. Me too. I don't know if he's. Call- I, he's I don't. I mean, he has ace jack off. He can really have king queen off. It's a maybe. Yeah. Um, but if it's just king jack suited and king queen suited, maybe king ten suited. And then he's also got ace king, probably. Yeah, he can still have ace king. That's true. Um, okay. So yeah, he's got more kings. That's that's a good point. But as Adams, we know that we have more kings than it looks like probably if we have four or five of hearts. Well said. I mean, we definitely have king 10 and yeah. things like that, right? Yeah. At least sometimes. So maybe it's more range neutral than it would appear from a traditional perspective. But you would think if you would just sat down at the table and didn't know these two players that Antonius had a slight range advantage right. here. Right. Um, so Antonius, in reaction to this 1K bet, it's kind of poopy, but he's got... Really, one option is just to call. Super straightforward. So like he kind of wished the bet was more in a way. He, I think he knows that Timothy Adams is probably betting about this much, no matter what. You know, like it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like this is just the bet size Timothy Adams is going to do on this kind of board, give or take. You know, he's going right. to bet super small on this board, no matter what. So we don't have to wish the bet was more. It's all the same, I think. Yeah, I mean it is, but why would he want, wish the bet is more then? You want more money. Well, you're going to give him a chance to bluff later, though. Don't worry about it. If you want more money, you, you expect Timothy Adams is often going to, if he doesn't have anything, he's often going to bet again, you know, on this kind of a board. I guess so. It's probable. I would think. It's probable, especially when Adams bets 1K here. Mm-hmm. So Antonius is going to call. Seems yeah. super straightforward. Super easy. Pot six and a half thousand euros now. And you know what? There's six and a half thousand euros worth of nitrogen in my heart. Just kidding. We already did the ad. We already did that, yeah. Thought it was funny though. <laughs> it's hilarious. Really good. It's a joke for long time breakdown listeners. Not that long. No, just like a few months ago. Go, please continue. All right. So we've got the ace king king board. It was diamonds, spades, and clubs. The turn is uh, another diamond, the six of diamonds. Okay. Nobody, nobody has a diamond in their hand. Correct. Uh, it goes check, check. Yeah. That's interesting that Adams decides to slow it down here. What's going on? 
I don't entirely know. It feels like he could really reason. Okay, maybe Adams thinks like, well, if I had ace queen, I would check it back. That's true. And maybe maybe Adams thinks because he would check back ace queen, he'd actually check back his whole value range. Maybe he'd check back aces full too. And seems like a huge mistake if he's got ace ace specifically to check. Like, you don't you want Patrick to call you with a king and win a huge pot? Aren't you supposed to try and do that? Maybe, but maybe the point is he's got very few value bets here, and so he can't have very many bluffs either. Yeah. Although, Although this, five high would be a candidate. Well, but maybe he wants to have bluffs that have some equity. So ah. maybe like the Jack 10 suited so yeah. or the things he's going to choose to bluff with. Yeah. Put more money in now. Instead and then of he, a no equity hand. Yeah. And just be like, okay, this is not the like I may, maybe I can do something on the river. We'll see how it plays out. But like it's not it's not the greatest of spots. It's, you know. Of course, of course, we were saying on the flop it's got to be a multi-street play, yeah. and now it doesn't look like one. Right. So there is that. That's problematic, isn't it? It seems a little problematic. It could just be that he's giving himself this great price of 4.5 to 1 to bluff on the flop. Yeah, he's like... It's just like a one-time, like, hey, 4.5 to 1. Like, And maybe he's like, if I pick up... Is there any... His hearts or diamonds? His hearts, right? He has hearts. There's there's no no hearts, hearts? yeah. So there's nothing to pick up on the turn that will improve him or anything like that. Yeah, maybe he's just taking one shot, and this is one of the give-up spots for him instead. He's like, okay, 1,000, you called. Okay, I mean, sometimes you have a gut shot, but, like, whatever. Like, I guess. I don't know. It feels more like he shouldn't be giving up. I mean, is Patrick calling that often with Jack-10 when you three-bet anyway? And from Timothy Adams' point of view, probably he doesn't assume there's that many gut shots. Yeah, maybe. We, we know that Patrick can have some. Maybe that's the case. So maybe it's actually an easier give-up than we're saying. Maybe. And he's, maybe he's like patting himself on the back. Oh, I'm glad I didn't bet 1700 I saved $700. i would be a little bit worried that Antonio's is showing up with like eights and nines here. And I know. And he's so cheap on the flop. I agree completely. This is my concern. Um, or if he can have like this, just the suited combos of all that stuff, even like the suited combos of the gut shots. Yeah. That still feels like, well, that's 12 combos. I mean, I don't block any of it. I don't know. Yeah. It's not great. Are you giving a price to call with anything? You, like what you said, like you think he'd fold sevens and I agree he might, but he also may call for a thousand with a pair. In the old days on the EBT, they always called with any pair on the flop. Remember? And, and Patrick's European. So, I mean, he's, he's from London, I think. <laughs> That's what they're playing, right? So, um, yeah. So, so this is the one concern. I agree. But Timothy Adams, from, from Timothy Adams' point of view, though, maybe he can also decide, if I had ace-queen, I would check it back. And if Patrick checks again on the river, he can have eights and nines and things like that, and I can bluff. Yeah. And then rep, rep ace-queen pretty reasonably. And that's not crazy. No. It's not crazy. So, anyway. Anyway, it goes check-check yeah. on the six of diamonds turn. Still 6,500 in the pot. River's the five of clubs. Yeah. So, you know, Adams has five now. It's not usually going to be good enough unless sometimes if Antonius has a a gut shot, maybe. Although you would think that Antonius might have raised a gut shot on the flop because of the the perceived range advantage he could have. I don't know if I agree. I mean, because once you get into raising and then the hands that Timothy Adams would continue with, now I don't know that Antonius has much of a range advantage anymore where Adams has... All the ace kings, all the aces, yeah, that's true. kings, stuff like that. That's true. That may, yeah. Like that Patrick may. can have a king, but he wouldn't raise that many of them. You know, maybe he'd raise king queen, maybe not. Like, do you really want to raise king queen on this board? Like, you're usually gonna if you put a lot of chips, and you're often gonna be dead. Oh, that's a fair point. Anyway, um, all right. So the river is the five of clubs. The board reads ace of diamonds, king of spades, king of clubs. Six of diamonds, five of clubs. No flushes come in. No straight is come in. Yeah. What do you want to do as Patrick? Well, what we don't want is for jacks to get a free check back, right? Because jacks are probably not going to bluff. Jacks and tens and queens 
are probably just going to check. Yeah, those hands are going to check. So it'd be nice to get some value out of those hands. It looks like if, if Timothy Adams was bluffing, he's giving up. So I like betting, I think, more than checking because I don't know that Timothy Adams is going to take another shot. It looks like he gave up. looks like we have like an ace and we're holding on a fair amount, you know? And it's hard for him to size it big enough for us to blow us off the hand right now. I mean, it's no, I know it's no limit. He can do whatever he wants. But like the pot's relatively small. We can call with top pair. Yeah. So... I don't know if he's going to bluff us very often. So I don't hate betting and betting an amount that like we think we can get called by worse hands. What do you think? That's reasonable. My, my, my initial thought was to check, but of course I'm aware that Adams might have more bluffs than you would think. Right. I, these guys probably know each other relatively well. I, I would think guess. so. You know, like if Adams has four or five of hearts in his range, knowing that makes me want to check, just knowing that that's yeah. part of the range in general. Okay. Give ourselves a chance at a bluff. Maybe you would think, as Patrick, though, that Adams would often either be completely giving up on the turn or going for it a little bit with his bluffs, and yeah. there wouldn't be a whole lot of in-between. Yeah, the turn turn does support your point, I think. I'm not 100% sure if this is correct, to be clear, but yeah, I feel like I like the bet to try. I just would hate to have Queens check back and be like, I can't get, like, that Timmy would be just terrified he can't get any value at all with Queens if he, you know, wants to checks to him, so he's going to check it back. Right, but what is... Queens putting Antonius on if Antonius bets. Um, it's a little tough, admittedly, uh, but maybe maybe Patrick can have eights and nines like we were saying and be bluffing. Sometimes try to bluff Queens. Maybe maybe um, Patrick can have those gut shots like we were talking about. Now Queens blocks some of those, yeah, but doesn't block all of them. You know, it leaves it leaves some out there anyway for him to have. That's about it, admittedly. If you give him a good enough price, he could consider calling with Queens if he's a math guy. I don't know. It's not easy. It's, not it's going to be hard to get value for Patrick, no matter how he does this, right? Yeah. That's sort of where we're at. So the question is, what do you, do you want to, is, do you get more value, obviously, by betting, or do you get more value by checking and letting him bluff? I, I think since he didn't bluff the turn, which is a relatively bluffable spot for, with a lot of hands, I like the idea of going for it a little bit and trying to get called by the, the slightly worse hands than us. At the same time, maybe setting your price against ace-queen, because ace-queen will bet for value now. Absolutely. That's really nice. By the way, Adams can have like ace-wheel here. I don't know if he's going to bet the river, but he will call if we bet. Probably. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, Antonio decides to go for it, go yeah. for value, but really small value. This is maybe a little bit blockery, really blockery, 1.5 and a 6.5. Yeah, it sounds really blockery to me. So he's like, okay, if you have ace-queen, I'm not going to lose more than 1.5 here because you can't really raise with ace-queen, right? Like, No. I don't see how he... Well, maybe because Patrick makes it so small, you can raise with it. But Antonius is not going to be a guy who's only going to have ace-jack when he bets 1.5. He's yeah, going to have you're like right. some you monster hands too. You're not going to raise with ace-queen. Yeah. That, that, would be, that would be impressive, but it seems very unlikely. Yeah, really very unlikely. Um, Adams has a five. Yep. Should he consider calling just because the gut shots exist? Maybe. We don't know if they exist for sure. I would be concerned as Adams that... That there's not very many gut shots, if any, but there are pocket pairs that are below the king and above the five. That like I'd, I'd be so why worried about those, eights. Why nines would those and pocket pairs? They would ever, never bet. No, they would, they would never, never, ever, ever, ever bet. You're right. That. They would check for sure. They and certainly if they bet, they wouldn't bet this much. No, right? they would bet. Like they would bet 8K. more to bluff. Like we were saying, you could be bluffing out queens, but you can't bet one and a half k to bluff out no. queens. That's a bad plan. You got to bet like five k to bluff out. The queens one and a half k thing supports you're trying to get called by queens. Yeah, thing. I agree. I agree. Okay. But queens would feel like it's never good against a one and a half k bet, right? Um, it would, it might feel like that, but if you're a math oriented person, you may say to yourself, and there are lots of people who do this. Sometimes I do this. It's like Queens don't have to be good very often at all. Right. Right. That's pretty good. There's, there's six and a half K there's, there's eight K in there now. Yeah. Right? It's one and a half K. So I just have to be right. Like, 
I mean, after everything, what, like 15% of the time? Is he bluffing 15% of the time? Is it possible? And with Patrick, maybe it is. Like, Patrick may be balanced with some of these bets. Maybe. Like, where he just doesn't have it. Where maybe he's going to bet a gut shot like this once in a while, too, to try and fold out Jacks and Queens and give himself an incredible price and make it so that way you do have to call with Queens. Yeah, I guess that's possible. He's Patrick. From a practical perspective, if you don't take into account future and and past stuff, though, you would never bet a gut shot this size. It would would have to be like, like, because you're like, okay, I'm losing 1.5 extra K to be able to bet this much more often. Agree. Yeah. Agree. And Um, then you have to, like... like have your opponent follow through with the read later and stuff. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, but this is Patrick and Timothy Adams and they've been playing together forever and they're both high level guys. Yeah. So there's a huge amount of history here, not just shared history, but just history where like Timothy Adams knows a lot about Patrick. Patrick knows a lot about Timothy, right? Even if, even in the hands they haven't played against each other, their friends probably all talk about playing each other, playing the other guy a lot, right? Over, over the years. Yeah. So I would think Patrick, Patrick knows he has to be somewhat balanced against a guy like this. I would think. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't read too much into the sizing, except that in this case, it is sort of transparent. Like, uh, if he bets one and a half K with ace jack, it looks like he is trying to both block ace queen a little bit and get, and get value out of this with the worst hands, the marginally worst hands. Is, so is Adams one of those hands that should pay him off? I don't think he should pay him off with this hand. Do you? It's really, really low in his distribution. I don't like it as a payoff hand at all. Um, what's the minimum hand he should be calling with? Let's start with that. If, if, if I don't like, if, I, if you agree with me, by the way. I mean, I'm like questioning if he should call with queens. Well, then he definitely shouldn't call with yeah. a five. Uh, I think he could reasonably at least call with queens and jacks because uh, you have to call with something. But you're blocking the gut shots. I know. And Antonius is never betting nines like I this. I know. Never. I know. I agree. Those are horrible cards to, to call with because they of really the blocking. Are. They are so bad to call with. This might be better to call with than those hands. Huh. That's a good way to think of it. I like yeah. that. Hmm. That's cool. Well, maybe then you'd rather call with um, eights and nines and stuff also. Yeah. You have eights and nines before that. So then you have all the pocket pairs below 10 yeah. you can call with. Well, if you're three betting them. Yeah, which you really might be if you're three betting five, four suited. You might be, but those might be like the middle ground type hands that you don't three bet as much. So yeah, sometimes, I mean, five, four suited could be a hand you don't always three bet yeah. either though, right? I mean, it's both. Um, but I got to believe he's got some three bets in him with eights against Patrick. Yeah, so. Just has to believe it. Have to believe it. So, so at least you have some mid pocket pairs that you can call with here. Then if you, I agree with you. That seems like a better call than queens or jacks or tens. Yeah. How messed up is that? It's so weird the way poker can do that, where it's like, well, queens is a better hand, but I he has more bluffs if I have nines, tens, yeah, eights and sevens. So those are the hands I call with. Yeah, I mean it's it makes reasonable. perfect. It makes perfect sense. It's cool. It's just so weird. It's so like um, anti uh, intuitive, anti gravity. <laughs> exactly, bro. Anyway, it's cool. So. So, okay, so I still don't think we should be calling with 5-6. 4-5. 4-5. Yeah, 5-6 is the same problem, actually, because it's yeah. just a pair of sixes. But I, don't th- I think this is too far down in our distribution. Like, yeah. what's a worse hand we'd even consider calling with than this? Is there one? Deuces? Right. I don't know. I mean, queen four? I mean, there's no, there's no, this is about as bad as it gets. So yeah. I don't think we can call with this hand. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Adams does not call. Cool. He decides, I'm going to bluff. Okay. He bluffed big... Yeah. He moves Patrick in for 18.3 total. There's an eight in the pot once Patrick bets, and he moves in for 18.3. Yeah. This is monstrous. Yeah. What is he repping? Ace, king, ace, ace. King, king. King, king. Five, five. Six, six. Yeah. Honestly, the best thing he's repping is five, five. 
he's doing the best job rubbing. That's the you story. Mean? That's the story he's really telling. Is five five. Maybe, yeah. Which he had the three bet pre flop. He's a three bet pre flop. Decide to bet the flop. He bets the flop with five five for sure. If you yeah, he no, good. he does. He does. Um, check the turn, which he probably does also. Um, and then bet this much on the river when Patrick bets one and a half, which I don't know if I buy. That's that's the problem with this story. I think is Patrick bet tiny. He doesn't look very strong. Why are you moving in for so much? This reminds me of that hand he played uh, in that tournament uh, when they were three handed. Oh yeah, against. I yeah. forgot the guy's name. I can't. Shit. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. I feel like that'll not reflect well on me. It was ace nine against something. Something the came guy, high or the something. The guy had ace nine. Yeah. He ended up making top two, and Timothy bluffed all in on the river big. I don't think it was top two, but it was two pair. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think there was like a queen out there. But whatever. Yeah. Adams bluffed on, on the river big, and we thought that the bluff was not such a bad idea, but the sizing not only risked too much, and, but also told a worse story than smaller sizing would have. That's kind of how I feel about this hand. Yeah. So, like, when Patrick bets one and a half, let's pretend for a second we have ace-ace. Yeah. No, let's make it even... In some ways, let's make it a little better. It doesn't look like Patrick has a king anyway. Let's say we have ace-king, so we even block that. Yeah. So, we're like, okay, it's really hard for this guy to have a king. There's only one king left. If he has something, it's probably an ace. If I'm super lucky, he's got a full house, but whatever. Like, right. rarely he's going to have that. Uh I want to, he, he has a lot of aces when he bets one and a half K on the river. Like I wouldn't you make it like six and a half, six, five, something like that. Seven. If you're really going for value, 18 feels absurd, absurd. Now maybe he does this for value too. I haven't seen him do it for value. I've seen him do it for not value twice now. Maybe he does it for value with all of the hands that don't block a King, like with ace, ace, five, five and six, six mm. and not with ace King. Right. Because he blocks the king. Right. Because basically, like, basically saying, I want you to have king, queen, and I want you to decide to hero me with it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the story that's being told. I, I really think this story is significantly worse because of the sizing, though. When Patrick bets one and a half. Patrick, if Patrick had a strong king, he would probably bet more, right? In case Timothy's got like ace, queen. And yeah, you would want to charge ace, queen the maximum. Right. And if Timothy has an ace... Timothy's probably going to call with a lot of stuff. Like, but Patrick's going to have to be balanced and bet yeah, some kings like this. I agree. Like we were talking about this before, right? Like with his bluffs, he has to be balanced. Yeah. He has to be balanced with his value too, to some degree. That's true. Um, that said, I think most of the time with his strong value, he's betting more or, or like really things that can call a raise, let alone a huge raise. He's just betting more than this most of the time. Maybe not yeah. all the time, but most of the time. I don't know if so, I go ahead. If I'm in Antonius's seat and I see the sizing though, and I'm not saying I'm Antonius. It's me and Antonius's seat, and I'm playing Timothy Adams, who sure. I know as like an, one of the end bosses of poker. And I'm like, okay, this bet is huge and doesn't make sense, but he's just owning me in some way where like I'm going to call and, and just lose all my money like, right. like a fucking idiot. Like right. I can tell he just like knows something I don't, and I, I lose now. Right. right. No, I understand that, and I've certainly been there, and I think we will both be there again at some point yeah. in our lives um, against guys like this. Uh, but you're not that guy, right? If you're, if you're up against someone, though, who you do know... Yeah. Who's, let's say he's even good, but you know who they are and you know how they think. And you're up against lots of those guys yeah. too, right? Sure. Um, and you feel you have a handle on it and then they do something that doesn't make sense. And you know they're not one of those guys who, when they do something that doesn't make sense, they always have it. They aren't one of those guys because uh, there's a few guys like yeah. that. Um, then it's an easy call again. Then you're like, eh, I mean, I don't like it. It's not easy is the wrong word. 
it's not an easy call at all, but it's a, it's it's something you could consider calling rather than just like I just have to fold this because I don't I know mean, what's going on. Let's be clear, it would not be standard for Antonius to call this. It would never. I, I said easy, and that's an absurd thing to say. It's beyond hard to call this, even though he has the best hand, and we can all see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it does remind me a little bit of um, Maximilian. What's his face? The Max. The guy who was up against Phil Hummuth in the big game. Oh, the big game guy. The guy who was actually like kind of a pro. Yeah, it turns out he was a pro and was really good. Um, when he said, like, I, I block. You yeah. raise, I have to call. Yeah. You know? And it's sort of like that a little bit, right? Yeah. Like it, looks, like, it sort of looks like exactly what it is in all cases right now. Like, every bet size has been really telling of what it would normally mean. Yeah, that's right? true. Like, Timothy Adams' 1K bet is like, I hope you fold because I don't really have anything. Um, but this board is bad for you usually often polarizing. Um, And then Patrick is like, I'm betting small because I don't want to have to pay more against a better hand. And I hope that you call with worse hands. And then Timothy, I'm like, I'm going to move you off that tiny bet because your hand can't be that strong. Right. I mean, that's, that's what's happening. Obviously with these two guys, it's more complex than that. It just happens to look that way. Or it's not more complex than that this time. Yeah. It just other times is more complex than that. I think this time it isn't. Now the thing is they have to understand do these bets mean what they look like, right? That's right. the trick. With, and with these guys, they don't have to. There's, it's nice when you're up against a predictable player and the bets always mean what you think they're going to mean. Yeah, it's definitely better. <laughs> so that's what Patrick has to decide is, is this reasonable? Now, if I knew what I knew, what I do know about Timothy Adams, which is, oh yeah, that, the one other hand I'm aware of where he did this huge raise all in, he didn't have it. That would be, after the guy sort of blocked, bet the river, that would be meaningful to me. It would be, but... Our poker guy's sample size of Timothy Adams doing this is two. I know. It makes me believe he is balanced and does this a lot with in other ways, too. Like, he's Look, Timothy Adams. He's a very successful high roller guy. Like, I got to imagine he's got some balance here. Um, I, I, would get, I would guess he has some balance. I don't know if it means he has, if he's, like, really balanced, though, or not, you know? Yeah. Like, if I knew he was doing this with, with big value also, then I would not feel good about this. I'd just probably, it wouldn't be meaningful to me at all that I know that sometimes he's bluffing. That would not be good enough. Um, but, if I, but if I sort of figured out that he's almost always bluffing in this spot, or in, in the past, I would feel really different about this spot. Yeah. Than, than, like, uh, oh, well, I just have to fold. Like, yeah. this sucks. I have to fold. It's too much. It's not worth it. I have to fold kind of a thing. Like, maybe it is worth it. Maybe it's fine. This guy bluffs in this way. This is one of his moves. I'm sure it's worked a lot for him. All right. So what should be going through Antonius's head besides mm. that sizing is weird? Yeah. I mean, it should be what does Adams have? What is he repping? And it's clearly full houses. That's all he's repping. Yeah. I guess he could have King Queen and do this. Maybe. It seems a little absurd, but maybe. I mean, in some ways they play similarly when Patrick yeah. bets one and a half K. I mean, yeah. in terms of value. But maybe. you block, you block, you know. The kings, which isn't great, right. but okay, still so okay. The full houses, ace king, aces, those make some sense. King queen is at least possible. Fives and sixes make a little bit less sense because of the pre flop three bet, but they're still possible. Absolutely. King five and king six don't make any sense. Sixes are going to bet the turn. You would think. There's no way sixes are checking the turn. You would think sixes would bet the turn. So I feel like I can eliminate that, but fives totally fit. And Except for the pre flop thing, which you wouldn't expect that to be a three right. bet. But aces, pocket aces are usually betting the turn also. They don't block kings, they're going to bet the turn. Sometimes, yeah. At I least think, sometimes. I think they. it's weird not to. Okay. So that's what the value is. You got to ask yourself, what is the bluffs? And right. it's mostly just random hands. Yes. That decided to bluff. You it's can't really hand. put any special combos in there. It's it's the hands that saw the one and a half K and decided to try and blow you off it. Right. Yeah. That, that's all I would have as Patrick to come up with. as. A so bluff. it's hard to combinatorialize that. 
It is. Um, and then the next question is always, is where am I in my distribution as mm, Patrick? Right. And the first question would be, do I bet 1.5K with a lot of my distribution? Right. If the answer is yes, it's a lot different than if the answer is no. Right. I mean, I think a, a really fair question to ask is, and maybe let's say, let's give Patrick the benefit of the doubt and say that this, he's going to bet 1.5K with a tiny part of all of his distribution. Let's just okay. say that for a second. But we can also then throw it out, throw, throw that part of it out okay. as we're trying to make a decision. Like, right. okay, so yes. That's, that's giving him an immense credit, but, but let's just we go. Should. But if we're going to give anyone credit like that, he's one of the guys we could consider. All okay. Right. So, what or at, the, least, at least maybe when I say all, like, let's say, like, at least a little bit with very strong value, at least a yeah. little bit with bluffs, a tiny bit with very strong, a tiny bit with bluffs. And then the chunky, the most chunky part is probably where we are, like, which is more of this, like, okay to pretty good hand, but more of a blocking all right. type thing. So, combinatorially, let's do it. Good. Um, does he have fives and sixes full? That's question number one because of the flop. Um, he can have fives and sixes full, but it feels pretty unlikely. Like we thought he'd probably fold sevens on the flop. Yeah. We, we admit we don't know because then we we're saying maybe he can have eights and nines. Yeah. So he probably just knows the answer to this, right? Right. Like, he either always has it or he always doesn't pretty much in this spot. It would be my guess. It's not going to help us. Nope. So I think we, we give him like half the combos. And we'll just give him three combos. It seems fine. Of fives and sixes yeah. full. Um, so that's better than his hand. Ace King, he's going to have some Ace King. Um, yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's a total available of, uh, eight combos of Ace King. Does, he doesn't play them all like this. He probably four bets preflop with some of them. Yep. And then check raises the flop with some of them, although it's maybe not because it's like you're blocking. It's everything. so hard to get any action. Yeah. Like you're probably gonna let Timothy keep bluffing. But he's not going to bet one, as we were saying, he's not going to play one and a half K with all these combos, of course, no. either on the river, right? Like maybe with a few of them, but very few. But we're removing the, like, which, how many of each, okay. thing, right? So we just go by, like, how frequent you can have the hand. And okay, combos, sure, we'll combos start there. is a way to do that. Yeah, we can start with that. Yeah. So, uh, so there's three combos of the, the lower sets. Yeah. There's, like... There's eight available combos. And maybe we'll give them four. Yeah. Sure, we get to the river this way with four of them. Let's say it's hard to know. I, I guess the real question is because post flop, it all makes sense with Ace King. Like, would um, how often does he four bet it? I think I think when he's only has a hundred blinds deep, he actually four bets a lot. Yeah. All right, so we'll give him four. Okay. Um, and then he's got maybe a little bit of Ace Ace. You think? A, a tiny bit, maybe one combo. We'll give him one combo total of Ace Ace and King King combined. Okay, so twenty five percent. Yeah. Okay, that may be high, but whatever. Sure. Okay, we're being nice. Okay. Uh, so okay. we're at eight combos of value so far, and that's kind of all of them that just make it to the river here? Not, we're not even at betting 1.5 Eight, eight combos yet. of not value, but hands that are better than ace-jack. That's what we're doing. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Ace-queen. Sure, he can have ace-queen for sure. All 12 combos. Yes. Squarely. I think clearly he can have it just like this. So we're at 20 combos. Okay. All right, so what are the worst hands that, than ace-jack that we get to? Um, a whole bunch of other aces. I guess we didn't do king-queen. He's got some king-queen, right? We think so. And some king-jack. He's definitely got king-queen and king-jack suited. We, we've, he kind of has to if he has ace-jack off. Yeah, so right? that's another four, um, uh, another, yeah, four, four combos. combos total. Total. So we're 24 combos. Okay. Again, I don't know that he's betting this much on the river with, with, with all these combos. Uh, yeah, I, think well, that's, I think he's usually not. I think he's usually sizing up with a lot of these combos. No, I agree. I agree. What I'm saying is we're using combos just as to, to create a mathematical to okay. ratio. Is it not really that. 
is to create a mathematical ratio, right? Because you were trying to say, let's give him like a little bit of each hand yeah. and be generous in that way. So by using combos, we're just creating a number to compare to a different number to create a mathematical ratio. It's, we know that he's not actually betting all of these combos at size. Okay, but the, the hands we're about to do right now, like all the aces we're about to come with, yeah. might choose this size is the thing. They might almost, like ace-10 suited, might always choose this okay, size. Ace-jack may always choose this size. Right, well ace-five suited may always choose this then size. Then we're not doing the thing that you said, really. Right. What? Which was giving him a little bit of each thing and being like balanced across the board. Well, no, no. What I, what I was trying to say, maybe this wasn't clear, is that he's betting 1.5K with at least... At, like with the strong part of his distribution a little bit, with the, with the bluff part of his distribution at least a little bit, that's going to bet, I mean, in both those cases. And then, but with the medium part of his distribution, probably mostly. Oh, okay. That's what I was saying. I didn't mean it was, it was uniform because then it wouldn't matter. All right. Well, that then, was my point. So like, of those... Like usually when he bets 1.5K, he's got a hand kind of like he has, yeah. is what I'm guessing. So of those 24 combos, we give him, what, 25% of them or something like that? If that, but sure. You can give him 25%. Okay. Sure. So six. Six, six combos. combos. Okay. Better. Six combos is like better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so if we just say um, ace 10. Yeah. Then we're now already... maybe, maybe only as ace 10 suited. Maybe. Yeah. So that's going to be three combos of ace 10 suited. But if he's got ace 10 suited and he has ace jack, ace jack off, he's got some more suited aces for sure. Probably. I think he just does. I mean, if he's deciding to call ace jack off. Unless, unless for him, that's the absolute cutoff. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Okay. So it actually ends up kind of close. If if that's true. Yeah. If that's true, it's hard to know. Um, I mean, he has he also probably has queens and jacks. He also might have ace-10 off, by the way. I, I don't know if he bets queens and jacks. Never mind. He probably doesn't bet those on the river. I don't think he does. No. Um, because it's because so, Timothy can easily have an ace. Now, maybe he bets to block, but block for what purpose? It's, it's kind of as simple as if he has ace-10 off or worse, then he has the combinatorial go-ahead to make the call. Yeah. And if he has ace-10 suited only and no worse suited aces... He does not have the commentarial go ahead to make the call. Right. Assuming, yeah. And they, this is just assuming he wants to use this as his yeah. method of deciding. Which is like a way. very kind of convoluted method that we've cr- come up with here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if he should use that. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it, I, my guess is most of it is sort of what we've already covered, which is the, I bet one and a half, he made it 18. This is a completely absurd decision by him. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not the guy who folds when things don't make sense. Yep, and Antonio ends up making the call. Yeah, he makes this call, which is a boss level. It call. is a it is a big baller call. It's a like, Lavar ball. Call. It's really fun. It's really fun to be able to like break this all down and say this all this stuff. But to actually put the money in is a, is another thing entirely. And it's, it's tough important to give and him credit. It's tough and it sucks. Like you and I don't get to be in these spots that often where we get to make these calls right. that seem like once you theorize it out, it makes sense because you're not playing against Timothy Adams, right? And you like you don't understand what your opponent's doing all the time and he could be doing something real dumb and like beat you in it. I mean, I've been in the spot where they are doing something real dumb and beat me, you know, yeah. and I like sort of can't believe it. And yeah, you've seen me do it. Yeah. You know, I've and seen it. Yeah. And it's like, but that didn't make any sense. You fool. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's because he was a level so, ahead of you. Love So dumb. He's either a level ahead or, or a level behind. Yeah. I don't think he was a level ahead in that spot, but we'll can argue that forever. Anyway, continuing. I think uh, there's nothing to continue to. Yeah. Antonius makes the call. It's a baller Patrick Antonius call. Yeah. Timothy Adams probably chose the wrong stakes to make this play against Patrick Antonius in. I mean, here's, here's the thing I want to talk about for a second. Let's just play this. Let's do a quick thought experiment before we end. Okay. Okay. Timothy Adams doesn't raise to 18. He raises to, it's one and a half. He raises to 7.7K. Is this a harder call or an easier call or, or what? For, I, I think, think it's is, a similar call. You think it's similar? Yeah. Okay, if it's a similar call, then this is a huge, 
huge mistake by Timothy Adams, right? Yeah. He, he, he's, char- he's, spent, he's charging himself 11000 more for no extra value. Yeah. If that's, if that's the case, which, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's harder when he bets 18.3. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe he's played enough with Patrick to know how Patrick's tendencies lie. But watching Patrick make this call makes me think he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, Patrick probably has... I mean, we're trying to blow him off. I guess we're trying to blow him off everything. But, like, it looks like Patrick has an ace. Yeah. Like, he looks like he's got ace, queen, or ace, jack, mostly. Maybe ace, ten suited. Like, that's what you think he has. And Timothy's like, well, the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then maybe the number will do it. Maybe. Right. All right, well... Antonius is 20k richer. Nice job. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.